0: Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is believe. What is up y'all? Victory Tuesday. It, it, it tastes good. Victory yeah, it Victory Monday. Carries into Tuesday, and when you end the season with a win, it means you get to hang on to that for eight months. So, believe it, Commander Show, guys. Anthony Armstrong here, Brian Murphy, all the way in the ATL. He's hanging out. What is good, Brian? How are you doing, sir?
1: Yeah, I'm good. You know, it's it's one week too late, but I will always take a win. Uh, team finishes at 500. It's a good way to end the season. We'll break all that down, but a lot of uh, good stuff going on in the NFL and playoffs coming up. So, more football is great, and I'm um, I'm excited for these playoffs. I think there's going to be a lot of fun.
0: Yes, indeed. Week 18 was a pretty special week. I mean, the way things happened in Buffalo, you had Naeem mm-hmm. Hines kicking off the game. Well, the king kicked off, and he took it back to the house. That's and right. he had another kick return going on in that game as well. So that's a great way to honor uh, Demar Hamlin, who was out of the hospital and back in Buffalo. So that's Incredible. good news. Love to hear that he took his first walk around the hospital, took a lap, um, and he's and he's uh, on a good fast track to being back. Healthy, so excited to hear that about him. But tell us about the our sponsor, Bet Online.
1: Yeah, Bet Online remains your number one source for all your sports bettings. Uh betting needs this this season, everything from the NFL playoffs, uh to esports to NBA, all that good stuff. You always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at Bet Online plus all their their live betting, free contests, and live scores for almost any sport or game imaginable. We're the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite leagues and events. Head to betonline.ag to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use our promo code BLEAV to receive your rewards. Bet online, where the game starts.
0: Yes, indeed, that's where the game starts. Bet online. Appreciate those guys. I saw that there is a, uh, they have like a playoff pick'em contest that you can get on there. Think you, you know, it gives you a chance to win a whole bunch of money. You get there, do your little deposit. Go ahead and put your money down, and maybe you pick and see who's going to win throughout these playoffs. We'll talk about that a little bit later on in the week. That's right. uh, but let's go back to touch on those NFL news and notes. Like we said, I saw today somebody got himself a lot of money. That's Mr. right. Mr. Roquan Smith broke the bank, $100 million man, five years up there in Buffalo. Uh, I know we were fighting and wanting him to make his way down to Washington, uh, but he's just down the road. He's still in the DMV, uh, but in different team colors. Roquan Smith gets paid, so congratulations to that guy.
1: Highest paid in NFL history, $45 million fully guaranteed. That guy's a baller, and, you know, it feels like the Ravens just churn out all pro linebackers, so it's kind of fitting that he signed that. Uh, in, in Baltimore, although although Chicago is known for their linebackers as well. But, yeah. yeah, it would have been nice to have him in D.C., but you're right, he's in that DMV area. Um, he's solid. The only issue I have with it is that he's wearing number 18, which does not seem like a very good linebacker number. Uh, but other than that, <laughs> kudos to him, and I think he's going to be a, a solid linebacker for a long, long time.
0: Yeah, that's the truth. The Georgia Bulldog, who put a thumping on, uh, on TC, I turned that game on. And Nintendo I turned right on like the that. screen. I said, Ooh. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Ooh. Damn, because yeah. <laughs> you know I mean, it was like right during bedtime. And then I think I was on, like, hopped on another podcast, came back, and I was like, Let me go see what's going on in this game, man. And I was like, 24 to Ooh. yeah, yeah. And then I turned it back, and it like multiplied by two and three. So I was like, You know what? They were just a little bit outpowered there, a yeah. little bit outpowered there uh, by OTCU, But that's OK. Um, the other good news, other good news, DeMar Hamlin, like we just said, is that's out right. of the hospital. He's back in Buffalo um, and, and all across the league. They found a great way to honor him. Every team was able to honor and, uh, and, and pay tribute to DeMar Hamlin. Uh, and and be encouraging. Uh, it was good to see the threes on the hats, and and people had jerseys out there yeah. out there. So I'm pretty sure that you know uh, the NFL shop numbers were probably off the charts uh, for yeah. that week. For those few days, Demar Hamlin uh, probably had to be the uh, highest selling jersey. That'd be my guess and my estimation.
1: Yeah, and they said that he was watching the game and when Naheem Hines returned that uh, that kickoff to start the game, that he set off every alarm in the ICU. So that that was pretty awesome to hear that he was fired up and be able to watch his team. And now, yeah, we heard the good news that he was discharged out of Cincinnati on his way to Buffalo. And man, what a what a miracle. What a crazy week for that guy. And um, you know, we're so glad that it's good news.
0: Let me add to it. I heard the statistic that it had been three years and I think three days or something like that. Three years and three games and and the Bills were down by three at the last time they had a kick return uh, to the house. So, I mean, fitting, fitting, fitting that Mm -hmm. they were able to go ahead and make that happen uh, uh, on that day in that game. But that leads us right into. Uh, the playoffs, that leads us right. into the playoffs. It was a sensational end to the regular season, even, even all the way down to that Packers and yeah. Lions game. I don't know if you stayed up and watched it. I did. Uh, I thought that was a hell of a game by the by the Lions. Um, they showed up biting kneecaps and all, and they found a way to uh, make sure the cheese was melted, they melted the cheese, yeah. uh, and, and kept those guys out of the playoffs.
1: It, it, it was bittersweet for me. I, I say bittersweet, but the Seahawks had already won earlier in the day, which meant that the Lions were eliminated. It would have just been so sweet had the Lions won that game and then gone to the playoffs. But, yeah, the, that was impressive for them to go into Lambeau, knowing that they couldn't make it to the playoffs. But they were like, "Hey, if we can't make it, you're not going either." And they shut down Aaron Rodgers, and that that opens up a whole nother can of worms. This is it Aaron Rodgers' last time in Lambeau? But you're right; that whole Saturday into Sunday this past week to decide the playoff field was a lot of fun. Um, you know, I, I love that the league kind of flexes everything around, so you're kind of like scoreboard watching while while watching your game, while making sure you're taking care of your opponent. So yeah, it was a lot of fun, and. Or it's it's the fourteen best teams are in the in the playoffs right now, and we'll see how it all shakes out.
0: yeah, it should be exciting. I really think it's going to be um, a good playoff. I mean, last year's playoffs were were crazy. Unbelievable. Um, the whole season had been exciting and very entertaining. And I'm sure the script writers for the NFL have something in store for us uh, in this upcoming uh, playoffs as well. I mean, shoot, Seattle—it really basically started in Week 18. Like that—that's like the the pre-wild card playoff, you Neo know, games because you people in Seattle were cheering for folks in Detroit. Um, and and I, I, honestly, I can say I am very happy for Geno Smith and that crew yeah. um, to be to be in the playoffs. I mean, if 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 Buffalo is not your sweetheart team, Seattle is probably number two right there. So I'm cheering for. Seattle to go out there, at least get them a W. I think yeah. they can, uh, you know, put up a fight and see what they can do in this first week. I'm not, who do they play in this first week?
1: Uh, I think they got a, the third matchup against the 49ers, which will be tough. But uh-huh. Geno, Geno Smith took is the only quarterback to take 100% of his team's snaps. So had I told you that at the beginning of the year, you would have thought I was crazy. But it just, you know, what a year for that guy. And whether or not they get the job done against the 49ers, it was just kind of cool to see him. I mean, I think he's got to be the comeback player of the year, right? I mean, just see the turnaround that he had, and he 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 won them some games. It wasn't like he was just a game manager. He went out there and he he was throwing the the ball around. So yeah, that that was fun to see. Another one I really enjoyed was the the Jaguars beating the Titans. Thought that was a nice hard nosed game. Uh, for was. all the talk about Jacksonville's offense, it was their defense and the other Josh Allen scoring on a fumble return to win it for them. So I'm excited yeah. to see some of these young quarterbacks. I saw another stat that Patrick Mahomes at 27 is the oldest quarterback in the AFC in the playoffs. Can you believe wow.
0: 27 that? Wow. 27 years old? And good nice. I mean, shoot, the t- fortunately, like you know, Tom had switched sides went over to, to Tampa, but man, that that seems to be so young. You know, so young to be the oldest. When I looked at the quarterbacks on the AFC side, majority of them are, you know, first rounders. Most of them in like that top five range, Josh Allen and Joe Burrow. Obviously, Patrick Mahomes was not top five. I think he was like 10 or 11, uh, maybe 12. Um, Shoot, who else is over there? Uh, who knows? Herbert. Who knows what you're going to get? Justin Herbert's on there, Lamar maybe, or, or mm-hmm. you know, one of that triage of of uh, uh, quarterbacks, that triad of, of guys that they have. And he was n- number 32, so uh, a lot of first round quarterbacks over there. But then on the flip side, the NFC. You got a whole bunch of quarterbacks that are drafted third round, fourth round, you know, later on uh, in the draft that are you know, sixth round. Obviously, Tom Brady. So uh, it's interesting to see uh, when everybody. This this gets back to that whole like, where do you get a quarterback and how you have to reach for reach for one. You can get to the playoffs either way. Mm-hmm. You really can, and then I, I would think that some of those teams in the AFC are built around those quarterbacks. And some of the teams in the NFC are probably more solid teams overall. You know what I mean? Not knocking the other players that are on, you know, the chiefs or the Bengals or those guys, but you really see like, Hey, it's Joe burrow. And and he's been the guy to really help elevate that team. But you look at Jalen hurts. He's played out of his mind too. Probably an NFL uh, MVP candidate. I'm sorry. Um, so it's true. You can get it done either way. So pay attention, Commanders fans. May, right. Pay attention. You may have somebody in that special Sam Howell who showed out against the Commanders. And he uh he really, he you know statistically, it wasn't anything special. But whenever you show out your first time on the field, first time to start, you beat your rival, Dallas Cowboys. Uh, you're in good standings uh, with anybody out there in D.C. The guy doesn't eat steak. He doesn't eat red meat. But he could get a free steak around That's the right. DMV if he wanted to.
1: Yeah, he could get some wings or something if he's not going to have a stake. But yeah, that was uh, um, we talked about. It. That's what we wanted to see. We wanted to see the young guy get a chance to go out there. His first career pass is a touchdown to Terry McLaurin. The mm-hmm. defense played really well to set him up in some good scenarios. And I think they were talking about it on the broadcast. I think it was Greg Olson was saying, you know, he got into some sticky situations. He took some sacks. He threw a bad pick in the end zone, and he bounced back. And that's all you can ask for for a quarterback. And it was encouraging to see. It was it was. You know, it stinks that it was in a meaningless game, you know, when it was all said and done, but we talked about it, you know, nothing's really meaningless in the NFL. That mattered a lot to him and a lot to those young guys that got the chance to play and kudos to him for going out there and showing that he could hang. And maybe, you know, I don't know if he's going to be a stud. I don't know if he's going to be an all pro or a pro bowler, but he showed that he could hang. He showed that he could take some hits because the the Cowboys still got after him a little bit. Um, But yeah, that was really encouraging to see and kind of, Sets up for an intriguing next year with, with with what the commanders do at quarterback. But yeah, you had to like what you saw of the rookie on Sunday. Yeah.
0: Absolutely. I mean, you got Terry McLaurin that mentioned he was like, hey, this guy can do something with it. He can help him out in the in the future. You know, the, the fact that he was showed mental toughness and was able to just continue to bounce back and go back out there and was unfazed. That's what mm-hmm. you need to have at that position. I mean, you can't, yep. you know, hang your head. You got to be the leader of a team. You got to be able to go out there and lead the charge. And and he did a good job of that. And shoot, I'm excited to see, you know, when you get healthier Healthier across the board, and you have you know some of those big name guys back in there. I mean, you look at the guard, Chris Paul, he got in there and had a hell of a day as well. So, he's going to you know be in the mix uh, at what they do on the offensive line. I think that's the most important position, uh, as a whole to pay attention to is to make sure your O line is solid for whoever is going to be your quarterback. So, um, great game by there, but overall, the you know, commanders they absolutely crush those Cowboys, uh, send those guys into the playoffs. Uh, not really looking too good. I mean, they're limping in, having to go against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They lost to those guys in week one. Uh, so now, you know, who knows what the Cowboys are going to do? Um, you know, you would think they'd be prepared, but this isn't a Cowboys show. You can go check on another show. Yeah, that's, right. uh, that's with Jeff Kavanaugh and Jesse Holly. You can go listen to that one if you'd like to. But if you're here with us, we're going to talk about how the commanders crushed those Cowboys. Um, and overall, I mean, they held them to about 29 yards rushing for, For uh, Tony Pollard and Ezekiel Elliott, I mean, 14, 15 carries, something very minuscule. And I think that speaks to the absolute strength of this defense.
1: Yeah, I think so too. The defense was on display. They played really well, especially with a bunch of guys missing. Uh, John Allen was out. Uh, Benjamin St. Juice. They had put Jamin Davis on IR. It was kind of a ragtag bunch, but they still made some plays. And, yeah, it was really impressive. And Tony Pollard, I think – ended up short of a 1,000 yards, you kind of thought that, that was a no-brainer when he needed, I think, maybe 20-something, 30-something. He only ends up with 19 yards on the ground, like you said. They, they absolutely dominated. It was fun, don't get me wrong, but it made losing the week before to the Browns that much more frustrating because this could have been a, an inspirational win that jettisoned you into the playoffs. So that was kind of what was going on in the back of my mind. Don't get me wrong. I'll, I'll beat the Cowboys you know whether I'm 0 and, and 16 or whether I'm 15 and 1 but it, that was kind of the first thought I was like gosh if they could have just put this together the week before had they stuck with Taylor Hines, whatever it was they could we could be talking about the playoffs right now and so that was the the frustrating thing and while it was fun and we got to see Sam Howe man I wish we were talking about the playoffs but it is what it is.
0: It is what it is for sure. I mean, and, and I can say, uh, as as bittersweet as it is, you could go back and, and you could look at this season as a whole and say, you know what? There's some there's some good things out here. Yeah, I mean, I saw some I saw some polls on Twitter, and obviously, Twitter is a generally more negative space. And and I I had to chime in. I was like I was like, honestly, uh, some, somebody asked to rate the rate the season for the team, and I'll i pose that question to you. Um, but yeah, do you do yours? One to ten, what would you give the rating of the season?
1: I would give it a solid, I give it a solid six. Uh, I think that it, you know, had another game gone their way, you know, we would have been talking about a seven or eight. But uh, I think, you know, if at the beginning of the season, I think I would have taken eight and one. You know what I mean? If I if I heard that at the beginning of the season. However, when you, you hear that the team was seven and five and then they finished eight, eight and one, that's where it's a little frustrating. That's what knocks it down a little bit, but, but I think you're right. And I think you said it all season long, that just because you win a game doesn't mean you were perfect. Just because you lose a game doesn't mean that there weren't positives to take from it. I think we saw some growth from a lot of guys, Deron Payne turned into a stud that, you know, you hope they bring him back, but Jamin Davis made some, some plays. You think you've, Probably found a cornerback of the future in in Benjamin St. Juice. Um, You know, you got to see some plays being made by the offense and Jahan Dotson turned out to be a pretty solid pick, which he was questioned all, you know, offseason long heading into the season, Brian Robinson. So there were a lot of positives. I think getting to the playoffs would have made this, would have bumped that grade up for me a little bit, but I'm, I'm there with a solid six. And like, if I had to get him at a letter grade, I think it was a C plus, maybe a low B.
0: Yeah, I'm with you on that. I think I said it was a six. And and my biggest reasoning was I mean, there were literally a couple of games. They left some meat on the bone. Yeah. They left some meat on the bone. I mean, you think in both Giants games and Cleveland, those three come to my mind where I could say at least one of the Giants game and in that Cleveland game. You're flipping it, and you're sitting. You're saying, "Hey, they're in the playoffs and now. They're trying to play for a little bit more. Um, yep. They it wasn't a blowout in those games. They were in a lot of those football games, and and frankly, making some switches and not having some inconsistency. You fixed a few of these things. You're going to be in a much better position. And ultimately, you mentioned Jahan Dotson. I mean, the guy he came back from an injury and then continued to accelerate on that same trajectory that he started the season with Deron Payne, you mentioned, uh, it's good to have chase young back too. Yeah, that absolutely. feels good uh to have him back and ensure, uh, you know, I wish it was, you know, a week or two prior, but he's gotten past whatever mental blocks he was going through, uh, to be able to get out there and have some impact, you know? So, you know, there'll be some contract stuff to handle next year in the, in and the end and beyond that. But ultimately finishing this season as it is, uh, I, th- I said, at best, at best, 10-win team. You take those other three wins, it's a 10-win team. Right. So you're, you're close. You're really close.
1: And you didn't even mention a game in, in Minnesota where you had a 10-point lead in the fourth quarter. The Titans game where you throw a pick down at the one-yard line. I mean, yeah, there's all kinds of stuff. And you could go the other way, too. They won a lot of one-possession games. They pulled some games out. At the end that you didn't think they'd be able to so it's hard to really nitpick that but yeah you're absolutely right leaving some meat on the bone is the best way to put it to where i think that you know there is some solid stuff to build off of moving forward i think that you know they weren't a pushover in many games this year which uh, they have been in the past so you know that that is encouraging to see you know you got to figure out obviously the quarterback position you got to figure out a couple other pieces but i think you have a solid foundation of some young guys that should be a part of this moving forward and, and should be bringing you some wins and and helping you be competitive in the division. And hopefully later on in the conference and, you know, beyond.
0: No, And I had this question posed to me. I'll ask it to you. You put on your GM hat. What are you doing? What are you doing in the quarterback room?
1: Yeah. So you're picking 16th you know had some things broken your i mean you know you would have had to lose which wouldn't have been fun i like talking about beating the cowboys but you know you could have gotten up to the top 10 i think um i don't i don't know who's available at at 16. that's my first thought as you go to the draft is there a quarterback is an anthony richardson there i don't think you're going to end up with a bryce young or cj stroud i think they're going top five easily that makes me think that you know, with what Sam Howell did, I think he looked solid. I think that he can grow. I think he can learn with some more reps and some more opportunities. Um, I think that they they roll with Sam Howell as one of their quarterbacks. I think they either re-sign Taylor Heineke or another veteran of that kind of similar idea. You know, maybe a journeyman. I'm thinking of a guy like Case Keenum, that type that's been around a little bit that has started from time to time. And I think you roll with that next season. I don't think you need to try to break the bank. I think that you've got some guys that, that can make some plays. Um, and I, I think you see what you mostly have in, in Sam Howell with a veteran that can step in if need be. I think that would be my plan. Uh, I'm not trying to break the bank or move up to that number one spot uh, per se. And I think you've tried the veteran, you know, go get a veteran quarterback. I just don't know how often that works. So uh, I'd roll with Sam Howell and, and, and a veteran and see what you got next season.
0: I'm with you on there. I, I, I'm saying Sam Howell and Taylor Heineke uh, will be your that two. That,
1: so that would, be my, that would be my first pick as well because he knows the system. He knows what you're trying to do. I think he loves yep. being there, mm-hmm. and I think he'd be a great mentor. I think that he was part of the reason that Sam Howell started in week 18, and I think they would play off well of each other. I think you go in, you say, you guys both have the chance to win this job, and, and you go at it. It just remains to be seen, you know, do they want to bring Taylor back? Does he want to come back? That kind of thing. So he would be my yeah. first choice, don't get me wrong. But if yeah. you had to, you know, go to plan B to another veteran, that would be kind of my game plan.
0: Yeah, and with you all knows, I mean, don't, don't go chasing the quarterback early in the draft. I think there are – Plenty of positions of need that can be addressed. Uh, I think Jamin Davis, like you mentioned earlier, had a hell of a season, led the team in tackles. Uh, we're still looking for a playmaker, another playmaker in, uh, in that linebacker position, somebody that's really going to impact the game. Um, so you know, Georgia seems always spit out somebody. Bama is always going to have somebody. So I'm sure there are going to be some talented players out there. Hell, uh, Andre Carter, former uh Redskin uh, Andre Carter, his son uh, is is you know has is coming out of the draft as well yeah. into the draft as well. He plays linebacker position, so you know there, there's a lot of options that are going to be out there. You can go to the cornerback, another former NFL player, Joey Porter, Joey Porter Jr. Yeah. is at cornerback. You know, do you try to consider bringing him in? Is he going to be a position to to be opposite of uh, Kendall Fuller? Yes, you got Benjamin St. Juice, and I think St. Juice uh, is definitely going to be in play, but you can still add a little bit of depth there. But I think uh, in six, oh, at sixteen, I'm looking for a starter. Yeah. I'm looking for somebody that's going to be able to get plug and play. And I haven't looked at old offensive line, uh, but uh, definitely if there's an old lineman that's there that's nasty and is gritty and can really get out there and make some make an impact and move some people, hell, throw him in the mix as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's a big thing. But quarterback for sure, uh, Sam Howell and Taylor Heineke are probably your top two. You may draft somebody later on to have an extra arm, you know, uh, just to have somebody in the fold. You could go sign, a, you know, a veteran to just kind of be around uh, for for the team and you know fill things in that way. That that'd be the way I'd address it. Um, I mean, shoot, the way the running back position went down, I think you obviously know Brian Robinson's number one, um, and then maybe the young fellow Williams is number two. Yeah, Jerry Patterson's earned earned the right to get get some looks as well. Uh, you know, and, and they may have played well enough to kind of maybe maybe consider. Moving on from Ag, I don't know what his contract status is right. looking like right now, but I mean, hey, that that could be something that you that you have to look to as well. So there's there's some, there's a lot of things to address, but please don't put on that quarterback needs to be the number one priority hat yeah. right now. I think that when you mentioned earlier with bringing in a big vet, I don't think big vets want to go to a team that has some pieces to fill in. Yeah, big big vets want to be able to walk in and say, okay, you got everything I need. I'm ready to go and cook. Yeah, you know, I'm ready to be the chef over here. Uh, yeah. Not, not talking about Russell Wilson, but either way, uh, hey. yeah.
1: I mean, he he looked okay at times. It was bad a lot of the season, but it just in the past, it hasn't always worked where a veteran quarterback has just magically gone to another team and, and, and made it happen. I mean, we know Tom Brady, but Tom Brady is a whole different animal. I mean, Ryan Tannehill has had a little bit of success moving teams, but now, you know, he's – injured and and you know you know who knows there but we, we just seen so many veteran quarterbacks that just you know well maybe the the grass is always greener on the other side or maybe with this weapon or maybe one more wide receiver or this coach uh, that I'm, and I'm thinking about Derek carr like he's solid but do we're just going to get, you know, probably the same level Derek Carr. It's not going to all of a sudden click for him in DC where it wasn't in Las Vegas or Oakland. So, yeah, I think that you try to 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 work in house with with a guy like Sam Howell, Taylor Heineke, and then you know if it really is bad and, and and you're you're looking at a quarterback in the early parts of the draft the year after that, that's when you go for it. But yeah, I'm, I I think this team needs to be out of the reaching for quarterbacks, whether it be. A bad contract, a bad trade, or uh, moving up. I think you got to deal with what you got.
0: Yeah. And, and and this gets back to how I was saying start building the team to have an identity that you're looking for. Yeah. You know, just build the team, start having an identity, and you can, you can easily, you know, draft replacements and then look to develop those guys. I, I feel like that's one thing that. Uh, team hasn't been very good at. They don't really develop a lot of really good quarterbacks, and, right. and I, say that's, I, I say that I say that almost ingest. I mean, they've had good quarterbacks come through. Obviously, Kirk Cousins was there, RG three was there. He obviously got injured, but most part has been try to bring other people in and, and hopefully they can fix it. I mean, maybe you take the time to try to develop your own. for once. Yeah. Uh, having some consistency and continuity, it, you'll see big leaps. I mean, you bring in a whole new quarterback. Now they got to go fly out and have a QB receiver camp again. Right. They got to learn a whole system all over again. And you think about what's going to happen at the coaching uh, oh, are the the yeah. is going to change? Are the O.C. is going to change? Because that, once again, ends up being a whole other a whole other switch. Now, if you're able to have at least the same personnel on the field, they can learn the offense together. And that's st- that the same continuity is still there. Uh, now you're just calling different plays rather than brand new person trying to feel each other out. And uh, I think you got something with the guys that you have on the
1: field. Yeah, so this is this is a question I, I think you're kind of in the same way. Uh, I think we both assume Ron Rivera is back, right? I think with the the uncertainty revolving around the owner, I think the the fact that for as great as the record hasn't been, he has stabilized this team to be competitive, so there's a lot to be said about that. So, I'm with you. I think one of the the good things about that is the stability, but also, you know, a new coach, if a new owner, you know, this time next year, after the 23 season, it might not matter who your quarterback is. Anyway, they're going to want to clean house. They're going to want to bring in their own guy. So you might as well roll with what you got and not mortgage the future too badly for that new coach and that new owner. So I think it could be really cool to see Sam how, you know, get the chance. It was fun watching him throw the ball to Jahan Dotson a couple of times. Look looked like they had a little uh, good thing going. So Yeah, I'm with you. I don't think you need to do anything too, too crazy because this team has some pieces that could potentially get you some wins if you can kind of keep that that core
0: group together. Yes, yes, and yes. I'm with all of that. I'm with all of that. And I can say the best thing about all of it is to be able to talk about the offseason, knowing that you don't have to worry about looking in the rearview mirror saying, Man, well, they dropped the one against, you know, Dallas at the end of the season. So you yeah. you, you got a W and there's a lot of positivity and good vibes moving forward. Um, and I've I've said it online, I'll say it here. I think the team is close. Mm-hmm. I think they're close. It makes may have a good off season, and and the way they, the way the NFC East is going, I mean, shoot, they're almost in the playoffs this year. I I could say, and I'm willing to stand on it now that they make the playoffs next year. Love I, it. I, I I can say that they'll be there. They can make the, the playoffs. They will be in the playoffs next season, 2023. You name it, so right here on Believe in Commanders show, I've said it. Gonna I love
1: happen. it. Well, and, and you're right. They go two, three, and one in the division, and the two wins are against the two best teams in the division. Somehow they couldn't get a win against the Giants. But yeah, they played the, their own division really tough, and that's the way you got to do it. And uh, yeah, I think next year they, they figure out a couple of those wins to get into the playoffs. So I'm with you. I, I like where this team is headed, and I, I'm excited to see what they do um, in, in the offseason. That's the fun part. But we're going to break down the playoffs for the teams that are remaining. A lot of good matchups. And uh, we'll do that later on in the week, kind of dive into all of it, look at the spreads and all that fun stuff, because there are some intriguing matchups coming up.
0: They really are, and and I think they're going to be a couple of upsets. Uh, like that's it. what I that's what I got in my in my uh, pocketbook here. But I'll save that for later on in the week. Brian, let's see here. We'll tell them once again about believe. I believe in believe in commanders is the best show out right here. here. Uh-huh. Make sure you listen to it. But guys, go check out betonline.ag. Use our code believe B L E A V to get your fifty percent welcome bonus. If you've been listening and you haven't tried it yet. Hey, maybe this is the time, uh, you know, obviously you do things responsibly, but go over there and get yourself a welcome bonus of 50%. And maybe you can take a couple of bets on some of those playoff games or NBA or NHL, whatever's going on out there. There's a lot on that bet online.
1: Yeah, that's right. And you can listen to us all over the place. We, it's been fun. Tune in radio, SiriusXM, Stadium, all your favorite streaming platforms. And they even posted the show on YouTube. So thank you guys for rolling with us all season long. The commander season is over. Uh, but we're going to still be putting stuff out as the playoffs roll along, as the off season goes. NFL never sleeps. We we started this in, in March with plenty to talk about. So we'll continue that going into the off season. Can't wait to talk about it and see what the Commanders do to better themselves for 2023. And then we'll see also what happens in the playoffs and beyond. So thank you guys for listening all season long. We'll be back later this week and the weeks to come. So thank you guys so much.
0: Yes, indeed. Y'all be easy. Left hand up. <laughs> That's right.